Don't mind your business, mind my podcast, Mind Elixir. Hello and welcome to or back to my podcast, Mind Elixir. I know I haven't made an episode in literally so many weeks and I wish I could say that I've been gone. I've just been planning so many episodes. I had 30 episodes planned for this new season. but That's not actually true. I've just really been making a copious amount of baked goods and desserts. And also I discovered that I can exercise to avoid my schoolwork. So love that for me. And if you do not already know me, then you should probably go check out the season two preview slash introduction and also my season two trailer. This is this episode itself is the first episode of season two. And I'm just so glad to finally be back and be back recording with this. So yeah. However, that is not what this episode is about. All that is going to be reserved for another time. What I'm discussing today is diversity and representation in the media because what we see, read, and hear in television, movies, etc., books, all of that can influence and shape the world around us. It can be inspiring, relatable, informational, educational, or, you know, really just fun and entertaining because sometimes you don't want to like get educated whenever you're watching a TV show. You just want to like have something to relax and watch for fun. And many people, myself included, believe that it is important to show and represent diverse groups of people on screen. You know what I mean? You don't want to just have like an all white cast with one black person for a bit of color, for a splash of color. Like, no. But as companies and creators have changed and began to incorporate different types of people within the movies or the books or whatever type of media that they create, or onto the teams of people. There was a certain demographic that rejected this and called it forced diversity. And that brings us to the question of today's episode. Is there actually such a thing as too much diversity, too much representation, even too much inclusion? I will be talking about that as well as the importance of proper representation, diversity, and all of that in today's episode. But first, as you may or may not be able to see, I'm not so sure yet, I am actually recording a video to go with this episode because I noticed that Spotify launched this one feature where you can add videos onto the podcast episode. So I may or may not have that. Also, the video may is probably going to be like bad quality because it's on my phone and I have my not very aesthetic closet background behind me. I wish I could be like one of those YouTubers that just has a cute little background. Everything's perfect, but that's not me. And like, you know, we're just keeping it real on this podcast, keeping it real. And what's real is the fact that my room is not pretty and aesthetic. I just have my desk that's a bit messy and plain, but I love it. So that's it. And I'm not even sure if I'm going to be able to upload a video to go with this episode because something I realized just now is the fact that the... The software I use to edit episodes, right? It's only for audio. I don't have something for you, audio and video. So if I edit the audio, it might be out of sync with the video. And that wouldn't really make sense to have. So I don't know. Also, 
Make sure to follow and subscribe to my podcast on whatever platform you're listening to and leave a review or rating if you like it. And if you'd like to keep up with the occasional and random updates of my life, as well as other content that I make, you can follow me on social media. You can check out my Instagram where I post about the books I'm reading, my hobbies, and other stuff like that. My Instagram is at mydelixir.podcast. Also, there's I have a Pinterest and YouTube channel. So yeah, now let's get into this episode. When people say diversity, they may they may only be thinking about like having a wide range of people of different skin colors or ethnicities. I know like I for one, the first thing that comes to my mind whenever someone says diversity is that one picture of a bunch of that one piece of clip art of a bunch of kids standing all around, all around the, world the world of, of different, different skin, skin colors, colors and they're, and all, they're holding all holding hands. hands. And in their little cultural cultural clothes and stuff like that. That's what I think think of whenever whenever someone's diversity. diversity. Or that that one stock image image of the the multicolored hands hands holding over each other, like all holding hands hands together. together. Which, yeah, that definitely is one form of diversity that we can see visually that comes to a lot of people's minds, probably. And something that we notice about people, but that really only scratches the surface whenever it comes to diversity. Diversity can also really also mean showcasing people of different body shapes and sizes or body types, people of different gender and sexual identities, people of dif- even people of different abilities or disabilities. I actually remember I was on Pretty Little Things shopping for clothes because I'm just that type of person that likes to look on websites and not actually like I just look at websites and screenshot stuff I like but I don't even actually buy it. But back to what I was saying, I was on Pretty Little Thing looking at clothes and then I noticed that there was um, a disabled model in a wheelchair and I think that was actually the first time that I ever saw a model in a wheelchair. I was like, hmm, oh, okay. And then also it can even like diversity can also mean people of different socioeconomic statuses like poor, rich, etc, etc, middle class, you know. Even just representing people of different personalities and hobbies, which we already have, you know, like just different people with different personalities and hobbies, because you don't just want to have like one set person. And you see, although racial diversity, it definitely is an important component of diversity. Like, I love to see black girls like me on screen. I love that. It's not the only one and the only way that diversity can be shown on screen, books or whatever type of media. Now that we've established that, let's talk about this term of so-called forced diversity. So people who use the term forced diversity, they claim that the media is pandering and trying to avoid cancel culture and these woke, chronically online, Tumblr, feminazis, and all of that. And like, you know, blue haired triggered woke liberals, lib charts, whatever it is. And they say that it's bad because it isn't good representation of people of color or that they're shoving the agenda in our children's faces. But like, okay, wait, does anyone even use Tumblr anymore? I want to know that. Like Tumblr Nazis, really? Okay. On a side note, though, comparing and equating feminists or people that want diversity in shows or just want a better world overall to Nazis, it's like weird. Like, I don't like that. (laughs) 
you, you know, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Anyways, going back to the idea of forced diversity, I don't necessarily think that all media companies are only trying to include diverse characters on screen as of the last several years or so. I don't think that them trying to include diverse people, I don't think it's just because of the pressures to not be canceled or because they're afraid of being scrutinized for not being woke enough. I simply think that it's because changing views surrounding inclusivity and people are understanding that representation is important. They're understanding like, oh, hey, it's nice to see someone like this on screen rather than just like, you know, your average, like it's just your average white girl on screen. It's nice to see different people. Also, I think another reason there's been like more diversity in shows is because of the fact that the people writing these shows themselves they are more diverse. Like groups of more diverse people are writing shows. Of course, they're going to write shows with more diverse people within them. They're going to write people that they may not have seen growing up or characters that they feel viewers can also connect to and emphasize with or just even just find interest in. And we also have to take into account that some of these people that literally they literally that are writing shows making books etc etc they may literally have not even had the opportunity to do so back then like maybe there were like segregation laws or laws preventing or trying to hold back um black or lgbtq plus people from actually getting certain jobs so that they can produce this type of content and now that they can now that now we're actually seeing it more because i know that there is that one show i think it was this one show on PBS Kids that a lot of people got upset about with the rats or whatever. I really cannot remember what the what it was. But basically, there was some gay rat wedding in the show. And people were upset about that. And I remember in one country, they even tried to ban the airing of that episode. So I think an important thing for people to realize is that back then and even now, like people wouldn't have even been given the opportunity to represent these groups of people on screen like studios may have faced media censorship or discrimination and stuff like that and i'm pretty sure that we can all agree it'd be pretty boring and bland to just have shows and books and movies with mostly or only men or white and white characters as the lead role and i do kind of agree with the fact that media and some companies they will sometimes only incorporate characters simply for I guess you could call it the brownie points or whatever like that take for example a really common thing well is it really common I don't know but the token black friend if you don't know what this is this is essentially this essentially describes how in shows the main white character will have a black friend that really doesn't do much. They don't really have much depth to them. And their role is really just to help and assist the main white character in achieving their goals. And I think it's really a really lazy way to add representation to a show. It's just them trying to like, you know, look better. And a major example of this, I think, is Stacy Dash from Clueless. Which, by the way, the outfits in that movie are literally iconic. I love it. And I still really want to recreate them. Someday, someday, I will. Anyway, she's really, Stacy Dash, she's really just a supportive best friend, I guess you could say. And she's just there to add a bit of color to the movie. Like, really, 
not that much depth to her. However, I wouldn't really call this forced diversity. I would more like prefer a term like performative, like I would really call it a performative act because the reason why like is because in my opinion, the term forced diversity implies that incorporating diverse characters or trying to be inclusive is a forced thing. Like people of color, people of different identities, they exist naturally in life and putting them in TVs and shows and books isn't something that's forced or like we're not some unnatural or chemical being that's like a mystical being. Oh my gosh, you're forcing them in like, no. And that really and shouldn't be the case. So calling it forced diversity, I just really don't like that term. And a lot of the people that use it, they're not using it with the very best intentions. <sighs> oh my goodness. Like just because something, let's say the show um, Sex Education, just because it has more than one character that isn't white, that doesn't mean that they're forcing it or they're pandering to the liberal agenda. Because believe it or not, believe it or not, people of color, people of different identities, people of different genders that aren't just male and female, they exist in the real world. And showing that representation on screen doesn't make it forced. The simple existence and portrayal of different people isn't a forced thing. And that's where some people go wrong in calling it forced diversity. Like I said before, I do think that some people do it in only a performative way, similar to performative activism or something like that. But most of the time when I've noticed people using the phrase forced diversity, they don't have very good intentions and they're just saying it because they're mad that there's a, like, I don't know, a brown character is a superhero, that a woman is a superhero. They're like, oh my gosh, you incorporated this into the show? Now I'm mad and I'm gonna go on a rant on Twitter about it. <laughs> okay, I'm back. I had to take a mini break to get some water and then also eat some blueberries because fresh blueberries are the best. And like, that's just a fact. That's just a set fact. Anyway, now this section, I also wanted to talk about bad representation because there, there's this just this issue with bad representation, which... Some people will also call bad representation forced diversity as well, but it's, I don't, I wouldn't call bad representation forced diversity. I just simply call it what it is, bad representation. And I know that for filmmakers or movie writers wanting to incorporate or represent different characters, it may be hard to accurately represent them, represent them sometimes. But at the same time, sometimes it's just like plain obvious, like what's you should just like not just stick to a stereotype. Like don't just have an angry, have one black character and then the one black character is an angry girl, like angry and sassy. Like, no, that's a stereotype. And we don't, we don't just want like a, one character in a show to be the stereotype. You know what I mean? And bad and stereotypical representation for people that may not already get enough is arguably just as bad or worse than one-dimensional plain token characters. Because at a young age, kids are able, are already aware of differences and can pick up on the way different people or different groups of people are represented in the TV shows that they watch. 
So if the kid is seeing a character with a certain skin color that is always showing in a negative light, they may begin to have those biases as well. And I think that's what a lot of people, they don't want to admit. They don't want to admit like, oh, like kids can't be racist. But like kids, they're obviously most likely, I'd hope not, going to be intentionally racist. But if they're seeing something that's portraying and giving off that negative message, then they may start to have it as themselves about other people. So yeah, we, though, that's just a very important thing. So when people put someone on screen or write, write someone in a book, they're always putting out a message, whether they know it or not. They're putting off like some type of message and it's important to be aware of what that message is. Is that message about negative stereotypes? Is that message about this or is it about that? And yeah, bad representation can reinforce stereotypes which can harm groups of people that are already underrepresented. Oh my god, I can't say that. Underrepresented. And speaking of stereotypes, I believe that there's nothing necessarily wrong with someone fitting into a stereotype. Like if someone wants to make a movie about a black boy that's a basketball player, then go do it. If there's an East Asian character that's smart, then what's wrong with that? But if that's the only way someone is being portrayed on screen and that's the only aspect of their character, then it's really like, please go do better. People are not one dimensional beings that just like fit perfectly into these little set boxes or anything like that, like predetermined boxes. We are, we like, we are our identity, but we are so much more than that. And it feels reductive to only be that. And I've also noticed, like speaking of bad representation, I've also noticed that some people take what you can call the easy way out for representation. For example, this one's very common people in TV shows and movies, they'll have a light-skinned black character as the only representation for black people. Like we've seen this time and time again with Zendaya, love her to death, but sometimes we just want like, we want black characters that are dark-skinned black girls, not only, not always only having a light-skinned black girl represent all of black people. Or maybe for Hispanic people, they may have a white Hispanic person rather than indigenous or brown or tan or darker skinned Hispanic people. I also really think, I really advocate for this, I feel very strongly about this, that we need more black joy, black joy, stories of black happiness in the media. Like something that that's just something I really wanted to touch on because I am so tired of these slave stories, like a slave and struggle stories, seeing people like toil in the field, getting whipped and stuff like that. Like, no, I understand that historical narratives and historical accounts and educational stuff, that's important. Yes, definitely. But sometimes, you know, sometimes I just want to see joy and not racial trauma. I just don't want to have a show that revolves around like, you know, racism and discrimination. Like, I just want a happy black girl story, like maybe black fairies, black romance, um, black fantasy novels. I love that. I really want that. And I'm in no way trying to say that it's bad to have characters that experience racism, black characters that experience racism, because that is a real part of life. But sometimes 
I just want like, you know, a simple, joyful story. That's all I want sometimes. And I was also thinking about incorporating some statistics about how diverse the media is in 2022 or how diversity has changed since the 1900s. But, you know, we don't need some boring statistics to know that. Like, forget that. Just like look at look on Netflix or open up a book and you'll notice that things definitely have changed for the better and significantly. Like, for example, there's this one show, The Dragon Prince. There's a a black main character. And then I also noticed that there's a character that's deaf and she does ASL, which I think was so interesting. I really love The Dragon Prince. Like, I'm obsessed with that show. But I think it's really cool that they had a character that does a... Well, I believe it's ASL. I'm not sure. But she does some sort of sign language and she's deaf. And then they also have LGBTQ characters in that show as well. And also the elves within that show, I even noticed that some of them have um, what I believe. There's a group of elves that have a Scottish, Scottish accent. And then also there's a group of elves that have some sort of African accent. I think it's West African. So that was really cool. And then also there's the series War Cross, which I read recently and very much recommend. It's a duology kind of a science fiction technology type of book. The main character is, I believe, Japanese-American. And even just the characters, the way they're written in that story, even like though the show, it doesn't revolve around racial stuff or racism or anything like that. You can still notice that the author, you could, the other characters, it'll say something as simple as, oh, this character had braids in her hair and you're like oh hey there's a black character that's pretty cool that's pretty nice because it's not always that I'm just searching through books for oh does this author have a black character does this author have um a disabled character no I don't just have like a checklist like that but you notice whenever authors have those type of characters written in their books even if it's just a simple thing like oh hey this name is a non um oh hey this is an Arabic name they have a Middle Eastern character in here. Oh, hey, this character they mentioned has dark skin. Even something just sim- as simple as that. And then there, are, there was also the show One Day at a Time about um, Hispanic slash Latino family. And yeah, that is pretty much it for this episode. I think, wait, is it? No. So for this episode, I've mostly referred to diversity in media as in books, movies, television, but there's so many other things like fashion, the workplace, and advertising where diversity is important as well. And I've seen brands like Airy. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Airy, A-E-R-I-E. They have this sort of body positivity campaign where they're showing unfiltered, unfiltered bodies of different shapes and different sizes. And I really love that. And I've also noticed that Victoria's Secret they're rebranding with some sort of body positivity thing. Is it genuine? I don't know, but we'll see. So it's nice to see changes being made because I can definitely say like with for a fact that diversity has improved since the early 2000s or even just like the 1990s or whatever since back then. And that's great to see. And to wrap it up, 
what I was basically saying is the things people call forced diversity usually aren't even really forced diversity. It's usually just performative representation or bad representation, or it's just a dude on Twitter pressed about a show having characters that aren't just white men. It really seems to me that people will jump through so many hoops just to say that they hate seeing people of color and people of different groups represented. Like they just they just need to say they hate seeing that. Like just say that and go, honestly. And I think it's very, very telling how people are more some people, bigots, are more worried about this so-called forced diversity than about work actually working on how to create proper representation and working on the lack of diversity in some areas. So yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, we kind of had, if there's a video, you'll notice that there's probably a semi face reveal. Like, yeah, <laughs> obviously not showing my full face because privacy restrictions and parental stuff like that. But if you enjoyed this episode, the first episode of season two, finally, it is about time. If you enjoyed it, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify because, you know, you can now rate on Spotify too. And make sure to follow me on Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, and all of that. Have a lovely rest of the day, and I'll see you next time. Bye. <music>